the beginning and the end. It all happens at Bethany, at least according to some accounts, to some of the people who were there, to some of the people who heard about it. What they remembered was that it started in Bethany, across the Jordan where John was baptizing. What others remembered was that it ended in Bethany, where Jesus led the disciples after the resurrection, and where, while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. Like I said, it was news to me as of this sermon series that John was doing his baptizing in Bethany, that the story starts there, that anybody remembered it that way at all. I mean, I had read about it, of course. I knew that Jesus was baptized by John, but I didn't know it happened in Bethany. That's not how I remembered it. What I remembered, what I pictured, was John the Baptist in the wilderness wearing camel hair and wiping locusts and honey out of his beard. I did not picture John outside the village of Bethany. I didn't picture folks grabbing lunch in town and then heading out to see John. I mean, did Jesus already know his friends Martha and Mary and Lazarus who lived in Bethany? Before Jesus went out to the river to see John, had he spent the night in Bethany the way he so often did? It's like a much more domesticated scene than I pictured. And when the priests and the Levites came to investigate what John was up to to ask who he was and what he thought he was up to, did they not have to, like, gear up and hike out into the middle of nowhere? They just had to walk out to Bethany, maybe visit the local rabbi and get his opinion about what was going on? Okay. It started at Bethany. At least the way it's remembered here in the book of John. However unwildernessy it feels to me, however tame a version, that's where this version is set. In the book of John, this is where Jesus' public ministry starts. John tells the priests and Levites, I'm out here getting ready for what's next. I'm getting ready for one who is still coming. And then the very next day, Jesus shows up. And in the hearing of whoever's gathered there, John says, this is the one. This is the one. And after that, like in all of the Gospels, it's on. Disciples, miracles, preaching, stories, forgiveness, stirring up trouble. It started in Bethany. And at the end of the book of Luke, Bethany is where it ends. Where the Jesus walking around on earth in a body part of the story ends. Jesus gives the disciples one more lesson, runs it all by them one more time, talking through all the scriptures, telling them an ancient story from the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms, and then he writes himself into it and he writes them into it. You're witnesses to these things, he says. You saw it. You experienced it. And then Jesus gives them two more things. First he says, I'm going to send you something. Stay in Jerusalem until you've been clothed with power. Whatever that means, it's something that's coming. Then he leads them out as far as Bethany. He lifts up his hands and blesses them. And it's in that posture of blessing that he withdraws from them in whatever mysterious way Jesus, who walks around on earth in a body, returns to God. He gives them the promise of power, saying, wait for it. And he gives them a blessing. The end. In Bethany. 
Bethany UCC has a long history. We're coming up on 125 years, which I realized this morning is next year. Like, we've been saying it the whole time we're here. So I was like, ah, 125 is coming. Like, we have some planning to do, Ryan. <laughs> oh, it's happening. With our long history, we are chock full of stories about who we've been and what we've done. We've got names on the wall. We've got names on the pulpit. We've got photos in the parlor and a building full of relics. We dwell in a space that is, for many of us, full. It's suffused with all that's happened. We're at the end of 125 years of ministry. And yet every Sunday when we gather, we gather with the possibility of something new. We gather with the possibility that Jesus will show up. We gather with the intention of proclaiming, this is the one. Every Sunday, even for those of us who've been here a long time, and definitely for people worshiping here for the first time, every Sunday, regardless of all that history and all those stories, every Sunday we're coming to a place of unknown possibility. We show up seeking something, you tell me, tradition or relationship, friendship, comfort, community, beauty, meaning, a chance to serve. Those of us who already call this place home have taken up the responsibility of preparing this place again and again for a new possibility for the new people, people who will join us, who are seeking also. We've taken up the responsibility of caring for the building and the finances and the logistics. We've taken up responsibility of making beautiful worship and generous coffee hour and opportunities to serve together. We've taken up the responsibility of preparing a place where Jesus shows up again and again. We gather to prepare the way for Jesus at the beginning of all that is to come, the beginning of all that is to come. The neighborhood of Ravenswood may not be the wilderness, not the way you picture it anyway, not the way I picture it, a place crowded with friends and other churches, crowded with places to grab lunch, but there are people who are here too in this unwildernessy neighborhood who are waiting for what's next waiting to be baptized with power from above. There are people here, here waiting for the good news that God's love is for them too. That's the biblical story. That's the long arc of the biblical story, that God wants to expand the circle of love to include more and more people. When Jesus talks through the scriptures, God's love is not just for native-born Naomi, but for her daughter-in-law, Ruth. God's love is not just for the people of Israel, but all who join themselves to God. Those, too, God will bring to God's holy mountain and make them joyful. Not just the Jews, says Jesus, but also the Samaritans. Not just them, but also the Gentiles. Not just me, but also you. God is always writing more people into the story. That's the message that Jesus leaves the disciples with, to bear witness to. That's the message that is ours to proclaim. In March, Vince and I were sitting in a staff meeting with Bree, our interim office manager, when we heard that President Trump had announced that once again, trans people are not welcome to serve in the armed forces. 
scrolling through our feeds. And Bree dug out the tray of white letters for our old-timey front sidewalk sign. And she headed out into the snow to spell out Bethany UCC. When we shared it, we said things we shouldn't need to say but do. She posted, Bethany UCC, trans people are welcome to serve here. It felt like such a small action. Like, who cares? Our old-timey sidewalk church sign? A very small action. And for a progressive church with progressive pastors, it's even a predictable action. The kind of thing that feels like, is this even worth doing at all? Are we preaching to the choir? Are we patting ourselves on the back? And then on social media, like, thousands of people liked it. Mostly other progressive clergy, big deal. And then Mariah Bresky, who comes occasionally, her spouse is Chris, they sit up front, they're celebrating their anniversary this weekend. Mariah shared it with her circle of friends. I asked her permission to share this. And she wrote, people, I'm not a churchgoer. I'm not a worshiper, and I don't seek to evangelize. That being said, Chris Bresky, her husband, and I have found a loving community at this church in Ravenswood. On wildernessy Ravenswood. It is quietly fighting a lot of good fights in our community, she wrote. If you are someone who wonders what it would be like to be in a church celebrating the light and love and possibility in each other, we welcome you anytime. Vince and I said that that alone made it worth posting. It can feel like a small thing, but here with all that we've seen and experienced, maybe it feels familiar, maybe it feels domestic, domesticated. Maybe it's easy to forget how much our witness is needed, but it is because so many people are in a wilderness wondering what's next. And we on our domesticated, familiar little corner We've heard the news that what's next is Jesus. What's next is a circle of love growing wider and wider. That's the beginning, and that's the end, again and again and again. Beloved, you've been written into God's story here at Bethany. You are writing others into God's story here at Bethany. You've been clothed with power from on high. You are waiting for what's next. You are quietly fighting a lot of good fights in the community. Your witnesses to all that you've experienced, to the life of God walking around on earth in a body, you're midstream, you're gathering at the river, you are in a familiar domestic almost home place. You are in the wilderness. That's the beginning and the end, and the beginning again. It all happens at Bethany.